Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to week five of the Monday Night Wars. This week, we've watched the October 2nd, 1995 WWE Raw and WCW Nitro. If you want to follow along, watch these shows on the WWE Network. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, and as a reminder, you can find us on Facebook under TNT The Monday Night Wars. This show is brought to you all the way from Dudleyville. We are your hosts, the fabulous free turds, Trevor Shelby and Thomas Kennedy. Welcome and salutations. It's <laughs> I, Thomas. That's all I got. Oh yeah. I I'll be I'll be the bad guy. Hey yo. I just want to say that all of yous suck. I don't know. I, I got nothing. So anyways, uh, so how's your week been, Tom? It was good. I was on vacation. On vacation? Was, yeah. Well, well, actually, I, I, I've been back from vacation. But... You've been back from vacation? Yeah. Well, that's the opposite, and yeah. that sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it does. Yeah. Well, you know, especially recording... You know, like four four episodes back to back to back. You know, well, you know that's how things are done in Hollywood land, except right. Dudleyville. So right. <laughs> last week we kind of changed up how we're going to do our scoring, and so as kind of a recap, um, I have WCW with three points ahead of WWE. At one point, you last week uh, tied it between WCW and WWE. So WCW has one and a half point. WWE has one and a half point, And then you gave the dog show the inaugural point from uh, the very first show. So uh, that that's very interesting. I think it's going to be it's going to be very interesting to see as time goes on how different our scores really are. Yeah, I don't think so. I think pretty soon we'll, I mean, I, we might end up agreeing on something sometime, you know. <laughs> Maybe sometimes. Uh, well, my week hasn't been uh, too bad. I built a chicken coop. I am. I feel like a farmer here. And uh, I got the kids in, enrolled in school. And uh, I've got a finally got my mri scheduled so i'm very finally got your mri scheduled and you you got a new air conditioner yeah well i got the air conditioning fixed it was very hot here um i don't know if any of you have been to dudleyville oklahoma but it is very hot this week there the past couple weeks really but in uh like the hottest day of the freaking week, my air conditioning just decides to pooter out. So it was pretty awful. But uh, well, I that's gladly... what you get for trying to put in your own air conditioner, you know. Well, I, you know, that thing was probably twenty, thirty years old, and you know, when the guy came up and told me how much it cost, it was going to cost me to fix this thing. I told him, I don't care. Just do it. Just 
freaking do it. I don't care. He could have told me three times as much, and I would have told him to do it. So, yeah, I probably paid way more than I should have, but I was, I was desperate, man. I was so desperate, and I grew up without air conditioning. So, so did I. Yeah, I, so. I, we we had a we had a window. Uh, the house we that I grew up in had a window unit that went into the garage, and my dad would only turn it on. If it was uh, over 100 degrees outside, yeah. um, and it had to have been over 100 degrees for multiple days, otherwise we ran the attic fan. Yeah, yeah. This is no joke. I used to sleep when I was in like grade school. Okay, I used to sleep with my feet hanging out my bedroom window because the breeze would kind of catch, and I my feet were always hot for some reason. I don't know. I'm weird, but that was like. You know that I—that's how I used to sleep with my we my feet sitting on the windowsill. So, anyways, back to wrestling. <laughs> um, this month we're gonna have uh, looks like two uh, pretty good pay per views. We've got the Halloween Havoc, which is gonna feature Hulk Hogan versus um, the Giant. And uh, we're also looking at the In Your House WWE pay-per-view, which the main event looks like it's going to be, well, it's shaping up to be uh, Diesel, Big Daddy Cool, uh, versus the British Bulldog. I'm I'm yeah. actually pretty excited for both of these that, pay-per-views. That, that, that'll be a good pay-per-view, especially with the title matches. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I and I have no clue uh, who... Who is going to be winning this weekend? So, or this week, or well, the month, anyways. Uh, this month, they. Uh, if you uh, if you all would like to join me at the battleground shows, keep an eye out for those. They'll come out on the Sunday. That would uh, they the pay per views would typically have come out. So, uh, just keep an eye out. They'll pop up. Uh, you'll actually see them if you subscribe. So uh, make sure you guys do that. Subscribe to what, Trevor? The podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. They can, can see the, the. They can see yeah, the, the, the pay per view. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you can see our um, our our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the, to watch the pay per view, you have to go to the WWE Network. So mm-hmm. yeah. So you might want to you know let them know our mm-hmm. our our lovely viewers out there. Mm-hmm. Listeners, viewers, yeah, whatever. Well, I, that's what I was doing. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so uh, this week was a was a decent week for wrestling. We had uh, it was kind of like rematch week. So, yeah, it was. Uh, we seen quite a few of those, um, but we did see some good story development. Uh, that was that's kind of one thing that. I I kind of frown upon whenever you see like in current WWE uh, that you'll anytime you see like a rematch week, it seems like the story doesn't really ever progress. And so this time it, it was kind of nice to see that at least we've got some stuff over the just over the hill that uh, looks like it's going to be pretty good. Storyline wise, we got some stuff building towards the paper, towards the in your house pay per view, right? So, 
as the product stands now, do you enjoy Raw 1995 versus Raw 2019? Which one do you enjoy better? Which one do you like more? Uh, I like Raw in 95 better because those are the guys that I grew up with. You know? Right. Well, not really grew up with, you know, started watching wrestling too. And they were edgier, I think. Yeah. I, I really feel like watching raw now can sometimes be a chore because it's so long and there's so much, but yeah, you got three hours of a show. (laughs) You got, okay. You got three hours of raw, three hours of SmackDown, three hours of NXT, three hours of, uh, you know, so you got like 40 hours worth of TV plus the WWE network stuff. And there won't, you know, yeah. Jeez. Well, it's a lot of wrestling. Yeah. So in one week, you know, the WWE's putting on like 10 hours in a week of, of television, you know? So if you yeah. count pay-per-views and all that, so it can, you know, it can kind of feel like it's oversaturated. I do think that the like our right now raw is about 45 minutes, uh, both raw and nitro. And I do feel like it could be a little longer, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get that. Go back to the two hours. Yeah. Two hour show. I feel like that's fine. And you know, I fully support the brand split too. you know, keeping, SmackDown on one side, Raw on the other. You get to feature more wrestlers, and it makes it more special at the pay-per-views. Like if someone were to jump over, or you know they had a match where they were facing each other, like Survivor Series or something. The only thing I don't like about the brand split is the the fact that you don't have tag teams that last very long. Yeah, you get to see a lot of. that's kind of like current day. You don't see tag teams going like decades long anymore. I mean, they, they used to though. I mean, yeah. And, and, you know, starting with the original brand split, that's when they started losing. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they so split up like the Hardy boys, they split yeah, up and uh, edge and Christian. They, they, uh, they, they, they split up the, a lot of people. I think the only, the only ones who actually lived through the brand split was, the original brand split was the Dudleys, and they mm-hmm. they didn't even last that long after the after the brand splits. And well, I think they did get split uh, at one point. Uh, I don't know if it was from like the uh, uh, what do they call it the um, the invasion, not the invasion, but whenever they they would choose every year, they would kind of move the draft. Back. Yeah, the draft. Uh, so the WWE draft, they. I th- I don't know if it was at the draft or if they just split, but that's when uh, they both kind of went on a kind of a singles kind of thing and didn't really last very long. Yeah, but and of course Bubba Ray, you know, he went he he went to the that that other brand TNA TNA yeah, and you know actually made a name for himself in singles. Yeah, he really did. And there's been a few people like Matt Hardy did that as well. Um. So, Raw, uh, 
Raw was, I think, three matches. And the first match kind of was one match and was kind of multiple matches. <laughs> so we had one, two, three kid versus the razor Ramon, the first match, the first part, um, you know, Jerry, the King Lawler, he kept hinting that someone's going to interrupt the match. Uh, he was trying to build up that suspense factor. Um, we, he kept saying like the million dollar man or Dean Douglas was going to come out and Dean Douglas came out at one point, but, uh, he didn't, he ended up just leaving, like right yeah, after. Yeah, he was just he taking notes. Yeah, you know, because because Razor Ramon has that match with him at, you know, in your house. So right, right, and I didn't even think about that. So, so he, uh, so this match it was fun. It was short, and Razor hitting with this really you know hard clothesline. It reminded me of uh, the clothesline from Hell almost. It. Uh, it put down Xbox or well, one, two, three kid put him down pretty hard and he got the pin and I was disappointed at this point because I wanted more and right. Uh, one, two, three kid just decided, well, I'm going to just mess your world up. Yeah. So kid, he was pissed off that he lost. And so he ends up attacking Razor after the match. Uh, then Razor pretty much punishes one, two, three kid. <laughs> and the ref just goes with it. He, he's not calling for the bell, you know, like they usually do. They try to, they usually call for the bell and get more people down to the ring. He just goes on with it like it's another match. And what was kind of disappointing at this point was that they went to a commercial break and then when they came back it showed that Razor had uh pinned during the during the uh commercial break he pinned 123 kid again and now he's beaten 123 kid twice and the match and, is still going and the match is still going so they were still fighting for whatever reason and so, this is not billed as an iron man match or yeah, you know, or like a multi, you know, match. Multiple falls. Yeah. So, uh, then this match, what what I thought was really cool was this third match. They trade a lot of really big hits, and um, Razor ends up rolling Kid, and he teases like he's gonna he's gonna do the Razor's Edge on him. Uh, but then he just kind of rolls him up in a small package. The ref counts again. Razor gets the win. Um, I'm actually going to break this down into three matches. So I'm going to rate each match. So the first one, I wanted more. I was disappointed. I gave that a 4 out of 10. The second match... I didn't see most of it. <laughs> yeah, neither so, did I. <laughs> that one got a three out of ten. What I did see was good, but uh, you know it, it you know it was what it was. So, but then, you know the the uh, back from commercial break, you know they're still going. I really enjoyed this kind of like randomness, and so I give this 
this kind of final and overall a 6.5 out of 10. Um, what do you think? Oh, I'm going to give the first one, you know, a three. Okay. Um, the second match is a two. And then the third match, I'm going to give, you know, a four. But if we're doing it as one complete match, I'm going to give it a a five. Okay. And so after the match, we've seen Kid shakes hand with Razor. And then he tries to pin Razor Ramon again. And Razor kicks out and laughs. And, you know, it's kind of like a tense moment. And, you know, just then, walks uh, out. Yeah, he kind of puts his arm around Kid and they kind of walk out. And so they've, they kind of put things behind them. But you know what they've done in a way is, and I, I don't know if, if there was maybe some something going on backstage, but, you know, 1-2-3-Kid had Razor Ramon beat two to two to nothing. Like, Razor, going into yeah. this match... He, you know, Razor could have only gotten one, you know, one up with, you know, two to one. So. Now, in Razor essence, is yeah, up one. Yeah, Razor is up one. So I almost don't see it as that fair to poor kid because, you know, but if you're if you, that's if you're counting wins and losses and stuff. And that's that's how my mind works. So, uh, but. You know, it is what it is. Exactly, it is what it is, and you know that he, it, like I, like I said earlier, it kind of reminded me of you know the son just wrestling around with dad. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. You know, like a father getting son. froggy and getting froggy with with dad, and he just takes you down. Yeah. You know? And. and of course, the, the son gets pissed off and tries it again and, until someone, you know, gets punched in the solar plex and goes down. Usually it was me, but I, I mean, someone else, but yeah. <laughs> well, so the next match we had was Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Barry Harl- Harlowitz. <laughs> I'm going to have a hard time pronouncing that name. Harlowitz. Harlowitz. <laughs> and, you know... I thought it was very funny because this really dated the show. Yeah. Before the match, they kept going, is OJ Simpson guilty? And they were wanting people to phone in because I guess the next day was going to be the, uh, the result or, you know, like the, the jury uh, announcement or whatever. So they were going to pronounce him innocent or guilty. Actually, Actually, it was the day of the re- the the. Um, it was that Monday that they were that they did the ju- the jury yeah, verdict. But but you got to remember, Raw Raw is, is filmed taped. on Sunday or Saturday. Yeah. So since it's taped, uh, they were they were behind, and so because yeah. because we we this isn't the only show. Hint hint. Who brings this up? So, um, yeah. 
So they want to know what the WWF fans thought, and so they were they had a little call in line, which I really wondered how that works being taped. <laughs> that confused I don't know. me. <laughs> so, uh, but they were charging people, which is another point. You know, they were it was like a dollar a vote. Or yeah, something. it was nine hundred number. You know, back then nine hundred numbers were all the rage. Yeah. So. Get your parents' uh, permission to call. Yeah. So this match... Um, <laughs> bleep. So this match uh, featured Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Mr. Triple H. And surprise, surprise, he is a prick at this point in his career. I mean... No, he, you know. he's, he's not a prick. <laughs> he's a prick. He, he, he's a he's an prick. English gentleman. He's an English and... prick. <laughs> Who curtsies and bows. Yeah, that was a prick move. So, <laughs> um, so I noted Triple H is a prick at this point, huh? Not much has changed. <laughs> and so, um, then what's funny is this match starts and Jared the King Lawler's not even talking about it. He's talking about the jury and yeah. uh, OJ Simpson. And he did have a funny quote in this. Uh, I didn't really see anything that was too crazy that he said this week, so I don't really have a quote of the week, so this might be it. Um, He did say, uh, I can't be tried by a jury of my own peers. I have no peers. (laughs) So I think that's his his quote of the week. Yeah, I think that was pretty good. I thought that that was just straight up funny. So uh, this match was, you know, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was so-so. Um, it does show it does show Triple H well Hunter yeah. uh, with a different you know move set that I've you know uh, I've never seen before with him yeah. except for you know the, of course the pedigree he you know he still uses today but you know that's he he, he definitely has a different move set right and the way this match was playing out I thought Barry was going to win I really did I yeah. thought. I I really thought that this Barry guy, and I kept thinking, why have I never heard of this guy? He's about to beat Triple H. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so Triple, Triple H, H wasn't but, as big, then. right? Yeah, he was deflated. Uh, yeah, deflated. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Hunter, uh, he hits the pedigree and takes out Barry. Uh, so curtsies. Yeah, curtsies is his way out of the ring. Uh, I gave this one a uh, five out of ten. I went ahead and gave it a a, a four because he curtsied too much. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Well, I, you know, I mean, it is Triple H, you know, and I, I would have figured, you know, he would come out to to some other music, but you know, they kept mm-hmm. saying he was a. You know, he would get in your mind, you know, which is a prelude to the game, which even wasn't even his character. So, but he kept yeah. cursing. Yeah, wow. he did that several times. It's a very different character than what he has now. I, I, I mean, I enjoy it, but. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm giving him a four. Hang on, I this will be edited out. <laughs> this 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 part right here, I've got a. 
Al Brown. Okay. I didn't ever get the uh the name of the other person in the next tag team. Al Brown. They never say his name. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I enjoyed Triple H. Uh the this the showing of him. It'll be interesting to see the the progression of his career and see where it, what you know where they they take. I don't home. think he does very good in his career. I mean, yeah, honestly. I mean, he self destructs. I mean, he, he he marries a terrible he, person. I think. I think his marriage kind yeah. of ruined his career. Yeah, so. you know, and he's some big wig now. You know, mm-hmm. he's an he, he's an office jockey now. You know, yeah, he's he's pretty much. I mean, he's like Gerald Briscoe. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty much. He's a stooge now. I think. So, <laughs> I, I'm, wow. I'm joking. I'm joking. If wow. you're listening, Hunter, I, I, I'm, I'm kidding. I don't think he's don't listening to us yet. He might. He's a friend of the show. I'm gonna say that. Just, just saying. Is he really? No. Anyways, so, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> the. Next match, which I guess I, earlier I said Raw was a three-match um, thing. I I left one out. Um, so it was actually a four-match night. So this is had... an interesting match. Yeah. Because you have – this is the first time I've ever seen an off-brand tag team cha- champion right. come in. Uh, we had PG-13, which comprises of Wolfie D and J.C. Ice. Uh, they are the USWA Tag Team Champions. And they are fighting Sonny Rogers and Al Brown. And I actually had to look up Al Brown's name up. Because I don't think they actually said it once. Not even. I don't think they did either. <laughs> Because I wrote it, I put Sonny Rogers and, and I left. It I right. was, <laughs> of course, I was so into the fact that you know they they were actually acknowledging they were some other brands tag yeah, there, team champions. There had to be some kind of partnership going on at that point, or that they were merging. Yeah, or something. The, the, well, I think this the USWA uh, was a promotion. I think maybe they. They lent wrestlers to WWE because I, you know, WWE at this point, even though they had a lot of tag team wrestling, they didn't have a lot of like great tag team wrestling. You had people like these guys, this PG thirteen people, they were great. Yeah, they were they were a lot of fun. I wrote down yeah. that one of them might be John Cena's real father, um, <laughs> <laughs> or, or both. <laughs> <laughs> I said they are a bastard version of John Cena, Too Cool, and Enzo Amore. So, oh God. yeah. <laughs> so they are like all of those characters. If you took John Cena, the tag team Too Cool, and Enzo Amore, and just smushed them into a like a one person, it would be both of these guys. That makes no sense what I just said, but. That's exactly what I what I mean, though. <laughs> so okay, yeah. So it was a uh, 
it was a different match. It was very quick. These guys were fast. Um, the they were very fast. They were very focused on PG-13, and they kept reminding us that they're from the hood. <laughs> and uh, so uh, some of my notes, you know, they weren't, they're not a bad tag team at all. Uh, perhaps they're a little bit before their time. And they got a PG-13, got a pretty easy win on this one. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I can see them going places, you know, if they, you know, if they decided to come to, to the WWE. Right. Um, so I gave this match a 4 out of 10. Oh. I gave them a 5 because I really enjoyed it. Well, Megan just walked in and she ruined everything I just said. I'm going to wait. She's going out the door. <laughs> Love you, honey. Love you, too. Love you, too. Tom loves you. <laughs> okay. What'd she say? She's on the phone. Uh-huh. Okay, so... um, Yeah, PG-13 won for this pretty easy. I gave this match a uh, 4 out of 10. I'm gonna go ahead and give them a five because I really enjoyed watching and watching them. They they are really gonna go to places if they decided to. They actually decided to come and go into, um, you know, the WWE permanent. Yeah. Match. I'm not sure if they ever did. Yeah, I'm. This is my first time ever seeing them, so I am not entirely sure. I do hope we see more of them because they were a lot of fun. So yes, the... they were. The next match of the night was our main event. The the uh, the toast de la resistance. Is that how you say that? No. Well, how's that go? I was trying to say some Frenchy. I can j I could say some French. Je suis à la piscine. I am a swimming pool. <laughs> So it's a pizza <laughs> irresistance. Pizza, uh, yeah, pizza. <laughs> Not pizza resistance. Anyways, so um, so the main event of the night, the uh, the uh, the big big match is Jean Pierre Lafitte versus Brett the Hitman Hart. Um. We saw this match uh, last night on the pay-per-view. It was a pretty good match. I was expecting, you know, just kind of... Because I don't know anything about this Lafitte guy. And Bret Hart, uh, you know, he's like the best. So I was just really... I didn't expect much from it. And I was surprised. So, uh, this match wasn't far off. It was still a pretty good match. It was a really good match, yeah. Uh, Um, Of course, uh, Jerry Lawler is screaming over the whole thing. Yeah, he screams over the whole thing. Um, He hates Bret Hart with a passion, apparently. Yeah. Uh, It was nice to see them uh, trying to sell somebody else's merchandise besides Shawn Michaels. Uh, They had the... uh, 
Bret Hart merchandise out, the t-shirt. And it really wasn't uh, that bad price. And and the weird, weird, weird uh, uh, sunglasses he has. Yeah, yeah, I don't... I don't think they were actually selling the sunglasses, were they? I I don't know. I can, I, I kind of blocked that part out. Oh, okay. I, I block out the portions <laughs> where they where they where they're selling stuff because yeah. you know I can't call the numbers anymore. And actually, in the in, in the yeah. bottom it says, "Do not call this number." It's no yeah, yeah, active. yeah, yeah. On the network, they block all that stuff out, uh, which is probably not a bad idea. I, I would have probably called it. It was like seventeen bucks for the T-shirt. I was like, that ain't bad at all. So. Uh, Bret Hart came out to the biggest pop of the night. The crowd just went freaking nuts when he came out. And for good reason, too. He has not been on the show at all since we've started this. So it's about damn time he shows up. Yeah. The... Been doing, doing that, that lonesome crap. Yeah, lonesome dove. Who watches that? Probably my grandma. I never did. <laughs> I mean... Unless so, you're like 90 years old and just got a yeah. TV. And, I remember those times. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Lafitte's kind of billed as this big guy, even though he isn't really that much bigger than Brett. But he he does kind of the big guy moves. He likes to kind of move a little slower and pick people up and run them into things. Um, and he really controls a large portion of this match. Uh, he sells everything. You know, Bret Hart sells everything uh, throughout the match. Yeah. He's he's hurt. Uh, one thing I did notice, uh, something that we, we've seen on WCW, and now we've actually seen it on WWE, the cameraman got in the way during this match. Yeah. He got yeah, in the way is. at a big, big point whenever they're, they're, uh, they were on the outside, and this one cameraman just wanted to be like in the action, apparently. And he almost got taken out. Yeah, he did. Um, I was, I, I really enjoyed this match because they, you know, Lafitte kept picking bread up, hitting him with a big move, trying to get a pin. Then he'd do something else. Another big move, try to get a pin and Brett would kick out every time. The, um, there at one point, uh, whenever Brett does start getting his big, you know, fight back, he hits a big O super superplex off the top rope, uh, gets uh, Lafitte into the sharpshooter, and he taps away. I thought this was he a fun didn't match. tap; he passed out. Well, yeah, he was he was out. So, I at this point, um. I I give this match a 6.5 out of 10. But after the match, Bret Hart and Lawler got in this big fight and oh, yeah. they they started screaming at each other and, and then the Do- uh, uh, Dr. Z came out. Yeah, well uh Bret Hart hit Lawler like took him out. It was pretty hilarious, yeah. and then he he throws him over the the stuff. It, it throws him into the crowd, and then that's when yeah, Yankum comes out, saves Jerry Lawler's butt, and just for that Jerry Lawler punch, I'm gonna give this a seven out of ten. I bumped it up. It's a point. Wow, five. you that's 
I broke that that glass ceiling that <laughs> I haven't you, on Raw yet. You broke your seven, uh, your seven virginity there. Yeah. So, uh-huh. so first for me, the first seven on Raw, uh, that was that was totally worth it to see Jerry Lawler get punched in the face. Shut him up for once. After listening to that man scream the entire match, just seeing him get punched was so worth it. Well, what did he's you probably think gonna. They're, they're probably gonna have a match next week because of it. <laughs> probably. So, um, but I, I, I'm gonna give it, you know, a six point seven five. Awesome. So, yeah. six point seven five. Um, just because I think uh, Jerry Lawler could have been put through a table. <laughs> Going through a table would have gotten that seven out of you, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they did introduce, they kind of gave us some uh, insight of what's going to go on next week. Uh, we will see a six-man tag team match with the Dudes with Tudes, which is uh, Shawn Michaels, HBK, and uh, Diesel. Uh, with the Undertaker, so it's a six-man tag. So uh, then they're fighting the British Bulldog, Owen Hart, and Yokozuna. I am happy that they are that they are continuing this the this, tag team this this match or the, you know these the all these men fighting. So they've kind of pulled the Undertaker into this. The British Bulldogs kind of got pulled into this. So, and it'll be kind of cool seeing the, you know, kind of a, a preview of Bulldog versus Diesel. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so the, just a little fun fact about this, this show, mm-hmm. right? Uh, this is October 2nd episode, right? Mm-hmm. 1995. So October 6th, 1999 uh, was when... Gorilla Monsoon passed away. So in four years from this date, he'll be dead. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that's pretty crazy. And he's a he's a pretty main staple on the show right now, you know. But he yeah. definitely shows his age. Well, he was only sixty two, so when he died. So right now he's in his fifties. In this, oh wow, he looks a lot show. older than that. Yeah, he's like fifty eight. Whenever the, the show's going on. Wow. Well. Uh, next we can change gears and go into uh, WCW. Uh, the um, Steve Mongo McMichael uh, pretty much starts this uh, show out. Uh, his dog has googly eyes now, or the, whatever the, uh, the ones on the the hang down there. Um, uh, I actually found that kind of funny. What do you think? I hate Chihuahuas. I need that Chihuahua out. Uh, I, uh, that Chihuahua just needs to leave. <laughs> I thought it was funny that Brian or uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan was saying that it's a tarantula. <laughs> yeah, and then of course, uh, you know, Ric Flair goes out and does a small promo, uh, like rips uh, Bobby's head head set off and just starts. Screaming out a promo of his own. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. They uh, they recapped last week, and you know the 
pretty much the uh, look like you know Lex um, was was pretty firmly I thought on the Dungeon of Doom side. Um, yeah. Whenever, whenever he came out and he positioned himself over Macho Man, I I didn't catch that the first time, and so this kind of second look, I was like, okay, I kind of see it, and then the giant kind of attacks him out of nowhere. So it's it's kind of interesting. I don't know if maybe Lex has kind of kind of at least aligned himself with the Dungeon of Doom, but it kind of kind of looks like it's going that way. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree. You know that that it very well could be going that way. I mean, yeah. It, well, it, just the way there, he stood over him, you know. Yeah. yeah. But like he he didn't fear the giant at all. He turned his back to the giant. Only somebody that that is on their side is going to do that. No one else is going to turn their back on the giant. But well, you know, yeah. <laughs> and we got so, two where the big boys play in that promo. Yeah. Um so then Nitro starts off pretty good. I I was um impressed, you know, both shows I think are putting their best foot forward here. You know, Raw we had one two three kid versus Razor Ramon. You know, here we got Lex Luger versus Macho Man. So, yep. I, 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 I find that pretty interesting. It's almost like almost like you're getting a main event in the very beginning. Um, yeah, because I mean, since when is Macho Man a, uh, a, a an undercard? Yeah. So, I, uh, I was. Kind of pleased they're they're no longer at this point, or at least on this show, they're not ruining Raw out, outright ruining it on the show. Yeah, they've started a hotline, so call the hotline and they will tell you what's going to happen on Raw, so you don't have to miss anything that's going to happen on Nitro. So I found that kind of humorous. Yeah, that was kind of. Kind of humorous, yeah. You know, but you, you know it's going to happen again. So right, this is arguably, I think, a better start off than Raw. Um, these this match these these two have been building up for like a month, and this is really the first time we get to see these two one on one against each other. And the the match we had on Raw, this was like third time in and three matches, so. I I I think that this was probably the better start off, um, but the way this match kind of played out, it was it was kind of fun at first, and then it slowed down whenever they were kind of doing this like both men were doing test of strength against each other, see who's stronger. Yeah, they were kind of match. It's like I'm going to do this, and then you're going to do this, and then I'm right. going to do this, and then you're doing this. They yeah. they kind of went back and forth, and then um, it, you had points where like Macho Man was trying to pin uh, Lex, and it was like, why are you trying to pin at this point? You know, it made no sense because the he's completely aware of what's going on, and you're not going to force him down. I mean, you know, it's it was just kind of silly. Yeah. Um, 
once they got away from doing all that, the crowd, because I think they almost lost the crowd during all that. But once they yeah. kind of got back into it, the crowd really got back into the match. Um, Macho Man had this one. He had this one, but they, they knocked the ref down. Yeah. And he's very fragile. And so and as soon as the ref goes down and Macho Man's got this pin on that's like he's pinning forever. Uh we got the the giant comes out and the giant runs well, he, he kinda like jogs to the ring and he choke slams Macho Man. It was very loud, it bounced the whole ring, the referee's still down, and then the giant just leaves before anybody sees what happens. Even Lex. Lex didn't even see what happened. And then Lex gets up. The referee gets up. And Lex gets Macho Man up in the saddest torture rack I think I've ever seen. And got... Uh, uh, they counted Macho Man out. He was he was out. He was TKO. So... Yeah. Uh, this uh Lex won it, but it was it was an odd match. For these two, I thought this was not the caliber match that I would have expected. So I gave it a five out of ten, sadly. Uh just because I know how good Macho Man is and you know and, and how Lex Luger is, you know, later on, I, I really really think it could have been better yeah um i i I really think it deserves more than what i it should have been more than what i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a four yeah i i that's i i think that's completely justified So, so the this match had great build up and but the match just didn't live up to what they built. So the the ending seemed botched. And, you know, I think, honestly, I usually argue this the other direction. But in this case, this match should have been five minutes shorter. If they, if they took five or ten minutes out of this match and made it a little quicker... And ended it quicker. Yeah. I think they could have had a better match because Lex was so out of gas at the end of this match. He, I mean, that that torture rack was pitiful. So yeah, and uh, you know, of course, they're not even talking about the match in in commentary. They're talking. They're they're talking about uh, Hulk Hogan right the whole time. Right. Yeah, they're not even concentrating on what's going on in the ring. So. Um, before the next match starts, uh, was kind of funny. The, the, uh, the commentators were, were talking for a minute and then Disco Inferno comes out, his music hits. And I always kind of dance whenever his music comes out. So I was, I was like, all right, a disco match, but it was actually not a disco match. He just came out to dance apparently. And so then Eddie Guerrero comes out and this is, this was kind of a, uh, kind of a cool thing. Eddie Grow comes out and he chases Disco away. So it was like, you know, get the hell out of here. So um, it was kind of humorous and kind of just like out of nowhere. 
Yeah. Because, you know, uh, it's not even his match. I mean, it's supposed yeah. to be Eddie Guerrero's match. Yeah. So, uh, this match was a pleasant surprise. Uh, we had Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko. In um, Eddie Guerrero's debut. Yeah. He... Yeah, this is... This is actually... I, I don't think we've seen Dean Malenko on Nitro as well. So... For the Monday Night Wars, this is both men's kind of debut, like, on our show, or on the show. So, um, and in many ways, this is a dream match to me. Both these guys, I could watch these two wrestle. They're both legends. Yeah. And I would wrote down, I said, I don't think the crowd knew at this time, but this is, these are, like, arguably the, you know, some of the best two best performers of their time in the ring right now. So they uh they they were getting to see a pretty cool match. Um this is actually where we get this week's Steve Mongo McMichaels quote of the week. And he says, "Now let me understand this. A thousand holds there's a book out there called 101 Sex Positions. Where does he get a thousand holds? <laughs> Eric Bischoff then responds, not to Michael, but to Bobby. He goes, don't even re- respond, Bobby. Don't even think about it. I will pull your mic. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. I was, I was laughing so hard whenever I texted you and you, then I was and then you're like, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Uh, dude, really? <laughs> I I had to rewind that like seventeen times just to like. Did he really say? Oh, okay, he did. And I'm gonna now write this down. <laughs> I love Eric Bischoff's response too. It was hilarious. He was didn't even talk to Steve. It was like, okay, Steve, <laughs> Bobby, don't say anything. We're gonna pull your microphone. <laughs> it's great. So, um, one of the first notes I took about this match is it's so darn fast. This is a fast-paced match. Fast-paced um, match, and, you know, those fast-paced matches, they, they end up, you know, seeming a lot longer because they put so much into a short span of time. Yeah. These guys are all over the place. They're hitting both sides of the ring within seconds. They're flipping. Um, it It's just amazing and what pissed me off to no end is as this match is hitting this next level they cut to the backstage and they show hulk hogan pulling up in his limousine getting out he's getting out of the middle limousine and he's got a neck Mm -hmm. brace on and they cut a promo right there with Jimmy Hart screaming about how they should leave. You should see what he did to Macho. Get out of here. The Giants here. And it's like, go back to the match. <laughs> I want to see what's going on. I could care less at this point with Hulk Hogan. But, but you know, but, but this is their debut. You know, they weren't big names at the time. Yeah, I understand that. It just... Well, Dean might have been, but... Yeah. So, um, 
when they got back, you know, the the match continued to be amazing. Um, Steve McMichael said something right, finally. He said, this match is for wrestling purists. Just watch these two men move around the ring, and then you will know true wrestling. And he could be... Yeah, I mean, he is completely 100% right there. Uh, it was yeah. about the only good commentary during this match. Um, see, I I had no idea who to cheer for during this match. It was that good. Uh, they were both oh, well, excellent. See, 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 I was cheering for Eddie because Eddie's no longer around. Yeah. But Dean Malenko is. So. Yeah. And so Eddie won this by countering Dean. He got the pin. Um, after the match, Dean, you know, he kind of pulled Eddie back into the ring and was like, hey, I want a rematch. And Eddie said, anytime. And they, and shook, they shook hands. hands. It was, yeah, I mean, it was the best, you know, it wasn't one of those nasty, you know, outbursts of, oh, I want a rematch and screaming, yelling, right. you know, starting a new promo. It was just under the breath, you know. Yeah. Let's do this again. I I had I saw no fault in this match. Um I gave it a seven point five out of ten. Um actually I'm on the same uh thought path as you, but be uh, and I don't know if I if I should penalize the the match for for the, the unorthodox promo in the middle of it. Yeah. But uh, I mean I, I'm you know, it should be a 7.5 or an 8, but I gave it a 7 because of a stupid promo. Yeah. I I would have honestly given this match an 8. If that promo was not in this match, it would have got an 8. But they, mm. they, they cut so much of the match by doing that stupid promo, and that's what we get. So, um... Surprise, surprise, after this match, Hulk Hogan comes out uh, with to Jimmy Hart, and they, they're calling out the Giant. Um, well, as Hogan's, I, th- I believe it's when he's leaving, Hogan's out there high-fiving everybody, and a woman who is very obviously not a woman throws something, <laughs> some powder, in Hulk Hogan's face and, and starts beating on start him. beating him with a cane. I mean like beat the snot out of him. The woman, I mean I, I mean I I I didn't even know who this was. And the next thing you know it's Kevin Sullivan. I was like, "What? Kevin Sullivan? He's the the Lon Chaney of WCW. He uh he apparently is um in drag, so he he uh, I I support him, and uh, he what we had the giant come out, and we had the zodiac come out, and they beat him down, and then they start shaving his mustache off, and that was the most bizarre thing. Oh, they also tried to snap his neck again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they beat the snot out of him. And yeah, yeah, they did the whole, like, snap his neck thing. They did it kind of movie style, like, you know, like they killed him. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but then they shaved his mustache off. How low is that? 
that was they they didn't even just shave the whole thing they gave him a hitler stash i think that they just took the cameras off of him once they once they got to that point yeah <laughs> i hope so i hope they got the whole thing but I, I, whenever they they had stopped there for a, quite a minute and i i looked and i was like well that's not a great look <laughs> and then they were going to cut his hair they gave they gave Zodiac some scissors, which was, I guess, kind of homage to his previous characters. And uh, he, he, but he never cut Hogan's hair, which is a good thing. He doesn't have that much to, you know, to be donating. So now we've got a goatee-less Hogan and... He didn't have a goatee. He just had a, a well, handlebar the, the handlebar thing. Yeah, but I'm just saying, it it's now gone. And uh, but one thing they did do right during this was um, they once again had some people coming out to try to save the day. And mm. when we had the American Mel's came out, uh, that's the yeah. current tag team champions. And they get destroyed, and mm. they were going to have a match this night. They were going to have a match against the Nasty Boys, and the guys that they were going to fight, the Nasty Boys, came out, and they get killed. And uh, um, then uh, what was it? So the entire the entire locker room got killed. Yeah. Uh, they had some trainer come out. Uh, he had some guy. I wrote down some goober in a green shirt came down that has a rip in his shirt. He had a big old rip in his armpit. I don't know if you noticed that. It was kind of weird. I, I uh, didn't notice. No. He uh, he was checking on Hogan. I thought they were gonna choke slam the trainer, but they never did anything to him. But it was fun. But I I did note down they didn't have to give Hogan a Hitler stash, but. <laughs> Um, it was, it was, it was pretty much a replay from last week. It was kind of recycled, but it was fun. It was still fun. Yeah. And, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. And, you know, it, it sets up for the pay-per-view and stuff like that. Even though the pay-per-view, it, they've just got some, that, that's weird thing that they're doing for, mm-hmm. for the pay-per-view. I mean, a monster truck pull and then a match yeah. for the belt. Yeah, they they're in their promo for it is bizarre. It's like they're going to transform into monster trucks and then they're transforming into men. And it's weird. But um, I. I could almost care less at this point. I, I just want to see the giant versus Hulk Hogan. I want to see it happen. Um, so the next match of the night was, uh, Arn Anderson versus Ric Flair. This is part two. They had their first match at Fall Brawl, and that was a very fun match uh, before, and this was, uh, very reminiscent of that match. The this is I think probably the second time these two guys have ever really fought, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was very much a Ric Flair match. I mean, Ric Flair kind of controlled uh, a 
a major portion of this match. Yeah. And the uh, Arn kept falling for his tricks, which you in the pay per view he was a little more wise to those tricks, and this he he, he fell for quite a few of them. He uh, um, he did get to the ropes. He was right there at the ropes whenever Rick first put the figure four on him, and he was able to grab those ropes real quick and get out of it. Uh, but it was kind of obvious where this was going. Uh, Flair. Uh, worked Arn back into the middle of the ring. He was able to put Arn back into the figure four. And uh, just as uh, the, just as Arn tapped, that's when we had Brian Pillman uh, climbing the ropes and uh, flying in to attack Flair. And so Flair won this because the tap happened before the interruption. Um, I really, I enjoyed this match. It was a lot of fun. Pillman is absolutely nuts. And so, um, he interrupted this again. So we haven't seen a clean win really. I mean, this was a clean win, but I want to see a match that doesn't have an interruption in it. And it it looks Uh, like. In WCW, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. I know. (laughs) It's like. Every week, man. So, uh, they, they, they announced on this show that next week, that I'm looking forward to this, next week, we're going to have a cage match. Ric Flair versus Arn Anderson, part three. With no interruptions. With no interruptions, <laughs> they're supposedly. So, this should be a great match. We're finally get to see these two guys go one-on-one without any outside help and we are going to see who's the better man and i call bullcrap you call bullcrap you think there's gonna be interruption yeah i think there is yeah i bet you there's gonna be some way pillman's gonna get in the ring some way he's gonna be under it they're gonna put the cage around it he's gonna be under the ring already Uh, that's i'm or he's going to climb or he's going to climb the cage or he's going to climb the cage. <laughs> this isn't a cell, so there's probably a good chance of that. Or he could be rip. He could repel from the uh, roof. Uh, we, there's all it's kinds just of a ways. Cage. I know. I'm just saying he he can come from the ceiling, just come right down in. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. It, it'll be interesting. I, I mean, my vote is see, he's under the. This ring. is what's going to happen. He's going to climb up the cage and <laughs> jump. All right. Um, because back then they, the the cages were didn't have bruise on them. Yeah. Well, I gave this match the Arn Anderson Ric Flair Part Two. I gave this a six point five out of ten. I I I thought it was great. I was glad it had an ending, and I think that's what really it was going to end at a six. And I thought, oh, because because uh, Pillman was about to interrupt, but then. Arn answered tap before that, so I gave it an extra half a point. So six point. Yeah, but did. that's a drink too. That's a drink too. So for the drinking game. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it. Go ahead and give it a, a, a six and a half. Yeah, awesome. six and a half would work. Awesome. We agree. Um, because, yeah, I, I, I. I don't think that's ever happened. 
I, I really don't think that's ever happened before, ever. Yep. Ever in our friendship. <laughs> so we've had the same arguments forever. Yeah. And we've been pretty unmoving on those. So <laughs> we have uh you just mentioned it, uh the drinking game, and this match is pretty much uh you know, this this match was a drink. So it was the rule anytime a match ends, but the winner is attacked immediately after winning. <laughs> so that was definitely a drink there. Um, so the other rules are uh, when anybody on WCW says this is where the big boys play or where the big boys play. Um, the it was second... said three times throughout the show. Yeah. Twice in a promo and once somewhere else. Um, the second time is anytime Jerry Lawler talks over a promo. So there might have been some drinking on Raw. And uh, then... I don't I, know if he did or not. I didn't pay attention. Yeah, I, I don't think you count that Bret Hart match. So uh, no, that's a match. that was on a promo. Yeah. And then I, I last week I added anytime Vince dances awkwardly to com to, in commentary to Shawn Michaels music, and and Shawn Michaels wasn't here this week. Yeah, so I'm thinking anytime. Well, this is this is a this is an addition, and this is going to be once again kind of aimed towards the commentary team, which most of these all are. Um, anytime Bobby the Brain Heenan puts down Steve Mongo's Chihuahua, calls it a tarantula or a rat or whatever, <laughs> that's a drink. That's a that's a dangerous rule. That's a dangerous <laughs> rule, but we're gonna stick to it. So. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Now, you've got the list there at your house, right? Yes. Of all the rules? Okay. Because, <laughs> you know, we've got, you know, 400 episodes of these shows that we've got to get through. So we're going to yes. have 400 rules by the yes. time this is all and I said think... and done. I think this list will evolve over time. This is going to be kind of the list, maybe for for this era. I think once the more attitude era starts, we'll probably put a date where this list ends and we start anew. Okay, that works. Yeah. So, like we said at the beginning of the show. The we've split up how we do our um, our we how we judge the shows, and um, Tom now has his own score. I have my own score, and right now my score has been WCW has three points and WWE has one point, and then Tom has WCW with one point, well one and a half point, WWE with one and a half point, and the Dog Show with a point. Mm -hmm. So this week, 
and I'll kind of explain. I really enjoyed WCW, but I felt like Raw had a lot more development in the show. We saw a lot of we saw rematches, but what we did what we also saw was storylines get pushed forward. And we saw the pretty much what I think is the end of the one, two, three kid Razor Ramon feud. And you know, and we're kind of evolving this this um this main title picture with the British Bulldog uh, getting his shot at Diesel, and then you know they've got the uh, you know Owen Hart and Yoko uh, in it as well. And they they've randomly pulled the Undertaker into this somehow. So I think it's a lot of fun. And so this week I'm giving WWE the the point. Okay, um, I'm going to agree <laughs> that they win this week just for the pure fact that I got to pee <laughs> and I don't want to <laughs> stop recording. <laughs> wow. So all right. <laughs> we agree. We agree. So you're giving <laughs> WWE the point. So, yes. Because I got to pee really bad. You got to pee really bad. <laughs> all right. Well, go yeah. pee and I will wrap up our show. <laughs> All right. You guys have a great day. Oh, yeah. So thank you all for joining uh, joining us today. Uh, we really enjoy doing this, uh, this show. If you guys can, please subscribe. Um, whenever we have new episodes come out, uh, it will alert you. Uh, our show, the way we've got it set up, it will... Um, this is the Monday Night War, so our show comes out every Monday, and pay-per-views, uh, any of the Battleground episodes, those will be coming out on Sundays, as if they were coming out during the show, or, you know, during the, uh, the pay-per-views. So every Sunday, uh, that there's a pay-per-view coming up, uh, we will, we will pr- put those out then. If you guys would like to ask us any questions or follow us on Facebook, uh, you can find us at the uh, TNT The Monday Night Wars. Or you can at us on Facebook, the at symbol, and put The Monday Night Wars. And that will send us a question. And uh, it would be fun to kind of go over those on the show. Uh, we're also working on uh, trying to get any um, interviews or uh, other things. We're open to interviewing people or having guests on our show. So that's another thing we're we're working on. But um, thank you all for joining okay, us. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> thank you all for joining us. Uh, you got anything you want to add, Tom? Um, yeah. Have a great week. Um, remember to listen to us every Mondays. Yep. And stay golden. Awesome. So say your prayers, take your vitamins, and we'll see you guys next Monday. See ya.